Good morning. Can you hear me? If I hear me okay? Excellent, because I'm not good at contraptions, so I got the contraption on. Um, there's been a lot going on with our congregation. Uh, we've had a lot of people that have been ill. We've had uh, loss of jobs. We've had, oh, so much going on and so much that we've been praying about that, uh, and, and as well, you know, Bill has been asking for anyone to help with readings uh, from the Bible. He's asked for other people if they've had something to share, to step up and to share. Um, and we were lucky enough to do that. So normally where, where I would open up in prayer, um, Ellen Glenn has graciously uh, offered to give us some wonderful words this morning. And I think that uh, it, it, it's totally appropriate for what's going on in our congregation right now. So with that, Ellen, if you'd share. Do you need the microphone? One. Thank you. Good morning, everybody. I have a question before I start. How many of you have a favorite Bible verse that you turn to whenever you're struggling with something? A lot of you do. That's good to know. And I want to encourage you all, if you don't have one, look in the concordance or <laughs> somewhere and find a verse. And, you know, there's a verse for everybody in every situation to encourage you. And that's kind of what this poem is about, um, about being tethered to God and his word. Um, it gives us strength to deal with whatever we're facing. So it's called In the Palm of Your Hand. I love you, Lord, and I'm trying hard to understand what you want me to be. Satan's snares are everywhere. Flaming arrows are landing all around me. I praise you, Lord, though life can get rough. Many things are so frightening to me. Please send your peace to fill my heart and courage to let my eyes see. When I feel as though I can't go on, your word gives me hope and the will to carry on. When I'm still and silent and know that you are God, I find peace. I can rest in the palm of your hand. I trust you, Lord, this world's so unsure. I keep searching for answers each day. May your Holy Spirit be my guide, directing each step that I take. When I feel as though I can't go on, your word gives me hope and the will to carry on. When I'm still and silent and know that you are God, I can rest in the palm of your hand. I imagine myself in the palm of your hand. Your love, soft as a breeze, carries me. Like a father who comforts his child when they fall and gently lifts them to their feet. I thank you, Lord, for your saving grace. Someday I'll help the angels sing. But until I see your streets of gold, please shelter me under your wing. When I feel as though I can't go on, your word gives me hope and the will to carry on. When I'm still and silent and know that you are God, I find rest in the palm of your hand. I can rest in the palm of your hand. There's perfect peace in the palm of your hand. 
Let us pray together, please. Heavenly Father, we just thank you that you're, you always promise to be there with us no matter what. No matter what we're facing, what we're going through, you're there. You're steadfast. You never change. We thank you that you have your word that we can use as, as an anchor to help us weather the storms. Um, I just We just praise you and we thank you. And I pray that you'd uh, bless our service today, that it would be pleasing to you. And um, be with Mike today, too, as he brings the word. And um, we just want to worship you and, and show you how much we love and appreciate you. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, good morning. Glad to see everybody this morning. We had a, like they said, we had a wonderful night last night at the, the VBS kickoff. Um, a lot of wonders, wonderful support. Uh, for those of you that maybe just came in the door, there are plenty of pies and uh, things up on the counter. Please help yourself uh, with your coffee and, and whatever you may. Uh, for those of you that are uh, on a diet, oh well, too bad, so sad. <laughs> uh, I told him yesterday that uh, somebody had asked me how my diet was going, and I said, well, not so good. I had eggs this morning, and they said scrambled, and I said no Cadbury. So, uh, if, if you are on a diet, like I said, uh, but it's great to see you guys here this morning. Uh, what I'm going to talk about today, and, and if you looked at your uh, connection card, it, uh, it talks about backbiting and that, and we're gonna, we're, I'm just going to explain that a little bit. We've talked in the past, <clears throat> we've had sermons on conflict and how to handle conflict, but... Uh, Oh, I'm sorry. Good thing Laurie got up. Oh, good. I noticed Earl got up. I didn't. Laurie just is always that tall. Uh, blast can be dismissed uh, in the blast workers. Uh, sorry about that. Forgot all about it. <clears throat> uh, but but uh, you know when we talked about conflict, that's normally dealing one on one, or or maybe just uh, a family that someone has to. Uh, uh, doesn't have to, but, but feels led to talk to. What I want to talk about is more what happens if someone in the congregation starts to backbite and then tries to get recruits and then tries to make a division in the church. You know, we as, a, we as our family Bible church, with all of our mobile activities for all these years, and then we tried the dance house, and, and who knows what may happen yet with that. Uh, and then we were lucky enough to find this building. And there, there could be a lot of aggravation, a lot of, well, I don't like this, or I don't like that. Um, again, those are things that may not often cause division, but it will get people to not want to stand up and actually say what's on their minds. Uh, and we have to, we, we as, a, as the church that we are, I think it's important that we always stay up front with each other. If someone has an issue, we need to bring it up. Uh, and we need to discuss it. Uh, there are things that we learn in life. Uh, there are things that, that I may not like. Um, maybe there's a sermon that I don't like about Bill preaching one day or... Maybe there are songs that I don't like one day. 
But those are just me. Those are my opinions. That isn't something that I should then try to gather four and five people together to agree with me because it makes absolutely no sense in the fact that we are to be in here glorifying God and not trying to drag things down. So <clears throat> on your cards today, on your connection cards, you'll notice that uh, there's no blanks to fill in, but there's a lot of scripture. And what I want to say is, with it, and you guys may even when, when uh, Pastor Bill's up here preaching and he's going through scripture, you guys have to know that there are so many scriptures that can relate to everything that goes on in life. Here it looks like I've got a bunch of scripture, but it really isn't. You could probably find 50 times this if you wanted to talk about just the things that I'm going to talk about. But again, it's just a reminder. It's a reminder to us that we have to be cognizant of the fact that these things happen. And why do they happen? Because we're human. <clears throat> and the way the world is heading, the direction the world is heading in today, it could cause even more dissent, uh, backbiting, uh, just division in general. So I pray that, that as a church, the things that we talk about, and, and again, if, if anybody, just like Pastor Bill ever says, if anybody doesn't agree with what I say and they want to talk about it, that's great because I'm not claiming to be perfect in what my decision is too. A lot of it is, a lot of it is what I read and a lot of it is what I feel in my heart. And I feel in my heart that that's, that's what we need to talk about here. So with that, I'm just going to jump into what the, uh, the, top, the uh, top verse is, and that's Galatians 5.15. If you bite and devour each other, watch out, or you will be destroyed by each other. With that, in James 4, 1, 2, you desire, but do not have, so you kill. You covet, but you cannot get what you want, so you quarrel and fight. You do not have, because you do not ask God. Again, a lot of these things happen because we, we take God out of the equation. And again, these things that are happening are happening because of our human spirit. Uh, we need to rely more upon, upon what the Holy Spirit can do for us. And what that means normally is we have to pause. We just can't respond for what the first thing on our mind is. We have to pause and we have to let the Holy Spirit enter our minds to help guide the words we're about to speak. Uh, Paul, in the next couple readings, Paul loved the Galatians. He loved the Corinthians. I mean, uh, and Paul thought that they were all on the right path. But then he had heard about division and stuff that was happening uh, in those areas, and he had to go back. And I'd just like to read a couple of the warnings. If you would, go to Galatians 5.26. And it says, well, we're going to do 25 too. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. And by the Spirit, he's talking about the Holy Spirit there. He's not talking about, about our spirit as human spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking, and envying each other, 
which was starting to happen in the, uh, into the Galatians. As well as 1 Corinthians, if you'll turn there, to 3. It says, For one says, For one, one says, I follow Paul, and another I follow Apollos. Are you not mere human beings? I'm sorry, I should have, should have started at three. You are still worldly, for since there is jealousy and quarreling among you, are you not worldly? Are you not acting like mere humans? For when one says, I follow Paul, and another I follow Apollos, are you not mere human beings? These are, these are type things, the backbiting things that were going on that were causing division in the church. And again, if you listen to them, where they said some follow Paul, some follow Apollos, they were totally both sides wrong. Because what Paul was trying to understand is they were following God's word, not just his. He was just the messenger. The same with Apollos. And in doing so, by causing division, it was causing the church to split. And Paul knew up front that he had to talk about those things. The same holds true for us in this very day, in this very time. If there are things that are on your heart, heavy on your heart, questions on your mind about who this church is really following, okay? So it's not about we're following Pastor Bill. It's not about we're following Miss Linda and Steve. It's not about we're following the music. It's everything leads back to the person that we need to be following, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, God the Father, and the Holy Spirit. So the reason why I'm bringing this, this forward now is I just want you to remember that all the changes we've made and all the changes we may make in the future we are all one body. Never, ever hesitate to let known your human opinion and discuss it because you're going to get a clear heart. You're going to get a heart that turns back to God if you can at least sit down with someone and talk about it. Sit down with another brother and talk about the things that are bothering you in your life. Share the things that are hampering you from getting closer to God. The division in the church in, in Galatians and Corinthians. They were wasting too much time discussing who they were following instead of, again, paying attention to what the true source of, of their love and their mercy and their forgiveness was all about. So Paul brought that to, Paul brought that to, uh, to the forefront to make sure they understood that. We're going to talk a little bit about the works of the flesh. So if you look at Galatians 5... 19 through 21 says the acts of the flesh are obvious sexual immorality impurity and debauchery idolatry and witchcraft hatred discourse jealousy fits of rage selfish ambition dissensions and factions and envy drunkenness orgies and the like I warn you as I did before that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. 
If you don't think that you have one of those issues in you, you're sadly mistaken. And if you don't think you have, I'll gladly discuss it with you because I know that I can covet, or not covet, but I, I have a few of those things that I work on continuously. Uh, in fact, in, in my Bible, I had underlined fits of rage with a note off to decide that that's that my biggest issue and help me, Jesus. These were at times when work wasn't going the way I wanted it to go. And uh, it was pretty intense in my life because it drew me away from what I really needed in my life, which was God. In the same, in the same I would like us to go ahead and look at uh, uh, Galatians 5, 22 through 23, where it works on the opposite. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. <clears throat> Against such things there is no law. When we start speaking about the law, I hope that, again, everyone understands that there is the law of the world, and then there is the law of God. We have things that we can disagree with and can change in the law of this world, in, in this life of ours here, our human lives. We still have to follow those laws, and we see now that there are a lot of laws being broken and rewritten and changed, uh, history being torn down, uh, and it's a sad thing. And the reason why I said that we can change them is that is the human law. Human law changes all the time. It's what your opinion of the law is and my opinion of the law is. The law that we follow, that God's given us, His Word, is beyond reproach. There is no changing what's in here. So when you search your hearts and you look for those things that are divisive in your lives, you'll find them. And there are some things that you may or may not be able to change, but I would, I would uh, pray with you and for you that you turn to the number one source that can give you forgiveness for those type of issues, which is our Lord Jesus Christ. We live... <laughs> As a, as a church body that I hope relies upon each other. I hope that we lean on each other. I hope that we're not afraid to share with each other. And not only the things that are sorrowful to us, that are hurting us inside, but the things that are joyful. Uh, we have a lot of things, like I said earlier, that are going on in our lives uh, with sickness, with family illness, with jobs, and yet then we turn on the other side and we have babies being born into the congregation. We have weddings coming up. We have new lives getting started. We have younger people that are coming to church, but not for church, to learn about God and what it is to get closer to God, what it is to find that joy, the joy that we can only find by His Word.
It's all in here. The bad, the good, the ugly, the great. It's all in here. His word never changes. Sad to say, humans for humans, we are there for each other and we always pray that we always will be. But it seems to never fail that we get someone in our life that we're close to that hurts us. Uh, it seems like the most unforgivable act that our hearts can take. And it's hard to overcome. It's hard to forgive. But yet if we turn to God and we say, how many times have you forgiven me for what I've done to you? It's possible. I would pray that you never feel that God is not there for you, that you're not welcome in a church, that you're not loved by the people that are there. And I pray that we're always there to share with each other the divisive things that may enter our minds. If there are ever any questions, uh, questionable sayings that we've talked about, uh, questionable sermons. I mean, we, we are to be able to share those things and to be able to uh, question them. If there are things we don't understand, because there's tons that I don't understand, praise God for small groups. Uh, again, I was uh, born and raised Catholic. We don't really get into the Bible other than reading sermons, uh, reading from the Bible uh, at different points in a service, but never discussing them. Um, so I, I actually, uh, one of the things in my life that I used to be proud to talk about, and I told you I used to have fits of rage, um, I compared myself to, as to being no different than Jesus when he had his fit of rage in the temple courts, when he flipped the tables over in that. Why did I do that? Well, it justified myself. I was able to tell myself, see, I'm no worse than Jesus. He had fits of rage. Till you sit down in a small group and you get to talk about those things and you find out eh, some slight differences there. Um, uh, praise God, he was there to forgive me for, for my fits of rage and, uh, and was able to uh, even learn, show me how to apologize uh, to people for my fits of rage. But uh, justified in the way that, uh, that the temple was being misused. The temple is the house of God. Uh, and when we talk about temple, this room that used to be a place for wallpapers and everything else is now our temple. Uh, when you come in here, you should fear nothing if there's something on your mind that you need to talk about you should feel free to be able to stand up and talk about those things. Uh, I, for one, am not real comfortable standing up here now and, and discussing the things I'm discussing. But in my heart, I, need, I know that uh, these are things that need to be said because it's not just all good. You know, the life is just not all good. It, it comes our way each and every day. Um, if it was all good, we'd never get old. We'd just all stay young and never have hurts or aches and pains and, and whatever else. Um, 
with that said, um, I think you've heard me talking already with this fruit of the Spirit. We're talking about the things that uh, cure, the things that we need to cure the, the uh, fits of rage, the, the uh, divisive ways that we may have, the, the bad words we may have to say somebody that uh, breaks their spirit. And uh, if you look at your connection card, the next thing, uh, the verses I'm going to read are, are all acts that are done in love. Uh, we'll look at 1 Peter 4.8 to start with. Okay. Does anybody have 1 Peter 4.8? Can you read it for me? Thank you very much, Gene. Uh, the next one's 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 7. If anybody has that and would like to read it, please do so. Otherwise, I've got it. I will. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects always trusts, always hopes, and always perseveres. And then the last one that I picked is Romans 12, 17. Do not repay anyone evil for evil. Be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everyone. If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. God in his infinite wisdom knew that from the start he, you know, he had the simple, simple uh, directions for Adam and Eve and he knew that uh, there would be forces in their life that would make changes. Those same forces are here in this world. If you don't believe there are evil spirits then we definitely need to talk because evil spirits are all around us. They take things and they twist things just ever so slightly. I mean, it, they can take what is truth and make it sound like a lie by changing just a couple words. And what you think you may be able to solve because you realize the Holy Spirit is now yanking at you saying, hey, what's going on in your life? Turn around, you're in the wrong direction. And if you don't feel that tug from the Holy Spirit, then things are tougher for you because you will involve other people. You will involve uh, more opinions. Uh, and opinions are, are, can destroy somebody. Your opinion of what you think somebody should do, your opinion of what you th how you think someone should dress, your opinion as to how you think some should, someone should act, your opinion of the clothes they wear, your opinion of what they drive, your opinion of uh, what music they like, your opinion of, of what they may go out and do, who they may hang around with, your opinion will destroy those around you. So when you feel the Holy Spirit tugging at you and you don't know why he's tugging, put yourself in prayer. 
Get somebody that you know you can trust and talk to them. Sit them down and ask if they've seen any changes. Because I can tell you that there have been changes that people have seen in me that I didn't even realize were there. And people pick up on it. And if you are really caring for the person sitting next to you or around you here in this, in this congregation, and you see something that is that there's a change in their attitude, there's a change in their demeanor, I pray that you, you don't hesitate to ask them what's on their heart. Because those are things that we as humans try to lock them inside. We can take care of it. We can handle it on our own. Used to be the, the I theory. I don't need anybody. I can handle that on my own. I uh, don't need anybody else's help because I know everything there is to know about everything. Well, guess what? Uh, and I know some people that are like that. But their joy, if you really look at them, their joy is not where they would like to be. Their joy is not wrapped up in God and, and all the blessings. They don't see the blessings each and every day. These are the things that uh, are hard to talk about. They're hard to, hard to go to somebody that you care about and really ask them what's really going on deep down inside. Men are the worst. Ladies will share with each other. Men at most times are the worst. Uh, and again, it's because we may feel it hurts that it's a dent in our pride when we don't, aren't out there being able to share and being able to talk, to th talk about things. Uh, one of the reasons why we, we try to hold men's group is just because we, we uh, pray for each other and we ask that each other be able to share uh, what's, what's on our minds and on our hearts uh, and in our lives. God, in his infinite wisdom, has given us all the mercy uh, and forgiveness that we need. It's a daily thing because we continue to fail each and every day. But his love is, is just beyond measure. Uh, I don't know uh, where I would be in my life without all of you. Uh, you're a blessing each and every week, uh, each and every day as I, as I think about you guys and, and uh, just so value the friendship and the, the knowledge that you passed on to me for these past 13 years, I guess, right in that area. Um, but with that, um, I'm basically finished preaching to you. Um, I hope you don't feel that it's preaching at you, uh, but it's just sharing. Uh, I think it's something that we need to be conscious of. Uh, and, and again, uh, when you share with somebody something that be on, may be on your heart, uh, so as like you guys walk out and you guys walk out and you want to talk about me behind my back because you didn't like the sermon, that, that's fine. Just <laughs> cut me a little slack on, uh, on how you talk about it. But uh, do it out of love. That's all I always say, do it out of love. So, uh, but uh, 
I think we need to be conscious of the fact that we do things sometimes subconsciously. We may not like something and we may bring that up. Uh, and again, that's the human side of us. We still have God and his unlimited mercy and forgiveness to uh, cure us of that. Um, with that, we're going to go ahead and we're going to do uh, communion. I'd just like to say, you know, uh, we normally read scripture and now when we do communion, uh, and you guys all know uh, what the significance is, uh, we, when we share once a month the sacraments, we are again, it is an, uh, it's an action we do that tells us that we are realizing the significance of what it means. So there are times when we tear the bread and we actually dip it into the wine. Uh, today we will be doing uh, crackers and the, the cups of wine, but we need to remember what that signifies. The crackers are the body of Jesus that was broken for us. The wine is the blood that was shed for us. Everything that Jesus did was for us. It wasn't for him. It wasn't for his father. He did it for us. He gave up his life that we may have a chance at life. And we have to remember that significance each and every time that we partake in the sacraments. So as we do today, um, during this Lenten season, I would, uh, first of all, ask that when you partake, you give thanks, first of all, to God, that you then think of someone that uh, you know needs a touch from God, needs some action from God, and that we share with our friends and family just how much God means to us. Uh, and by family, I mean our, even our immediate family. Uh, some of us have uh, brothers and sisters that that don't believe and don't attend, and, and uh, we need to continue just to bring that to light, how much we care, how much our life is filled with joy by knowing Jesus Christ. Um, we're never going to be able to force anybody to love Jesus. That wasn't what it was all about. But what it is about is that he gets the glory. We get all the good things that he has to offer. And that in this life, this is just a test for us to be able to spend eternity with him. Uh, with that, uh, Nate, you want to come up? Uh, they've asked that the children be able to share with us today too. Steve, if you guys would, uh, and who else? Uh, Ryan, they're going to help with the sacraments as well. If you guys would tell Laurie and them to come on out from the uh, last area. <clears throat> I pray for no division in the church, especially this church. Um, I pray that we are all leaning on each other, believing in each other, and growing with each other each week. I pray that uh, we continue to grow, that we continue to bring more people to Christ. 
Not for us, but for Christ and for them, the ones that we could bring and introduce them to a loving and caring Savior that's never going to leave us, never going to forsake us. That's my prayer today. I would like to, oh, I better go through the thing first of all before I say the closing prayer. If you haven't got a connection card, please grab one uh, on the bottom. You'll fill out uh, whether you are with us uh, all the time, firmly believing with us all the time, uh, whether you're someone new. Uh, there are things on there that ask if you'd like to be baptized, uh, ways that, that you could move farther ahead in the church. Um, keep in mind, if you ever wanted to hold an LT position, uh, ever felt that in your heart, please don't hesitate to step up. We need more people to serve. If you have a truck and uh, you're available to help move things at different times, we pick up wood, we're still trying to do some things, we're still trying to put together a cross for in here, since our cross was uh, too big for in here, uh, and yet too beautiful to cut down. So we're looking at ways to do that. Uh, uh, if anybody's got any ideas like that, please run past Stephanie or, or Jess. I think they're still the ones leading the, uh, the what do you call it? The improvement team? The environment. The, the environment team. There you go. So if it's too hot in here, tell Steph. If it's too cold in here, tell Steph. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, if you're on mission with us, there's green boxes in the back for St. Patrick's Day. Oh, <laughs> I got pinched this morning because I didn't have no green on. So, uh, no, if you're on mission with us, uh, uh, connection cards, prayer concerns, huge. We pray for people each and every week. If there's something going on, put it on that card so we can pray for you. That's not something we take lightly. That's not, again, a thing used for divisiveness. It is simply there for prayer. And we feel that that's very important. Uh, again, any other concerns, feel free to write them on the card. If you don't feel like talking to us person to person, uh, write it on the card so we can at least discuss it. Um, but everyone in this church is so needed for different things. Fellowship is number one. Uh, and then from there, if you ever feel like you want to help volunteer to do something, just let us know. Uh, we have a wonderful women's group that meet and greet and put things together and, and so help us by reminding the men that we need to do things. So I hope they continue to keep that up and, and are always there to keep us on track. If you have ties or any of those things, again, they go back in the joy box. Um, and I'm just so glad you're here today. We're going to close. Um, and again, we're going to close with this verse from Psalms. It's 133.1. It says, Behold how pleasant it is when brothers and sisters dwell in unity. And all God's children said, Amen. Amen.